Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Hashtag No Filter with me, Lottie, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm about to introduce another wonderful guest who I had the pleasure of interviewing not too long ago. I hope you're all doing really, really well. We're on the roadmap out of lockdown now, so fingers crossed not too long to go. So my next guest, if you are into vegan and plant-based food, then you may well have found this person on Instagram because she is a force to reckon with over on the gram with a whopping 126,000 followers. I am about to introduce to you Bettina of Bettina's Kitchen. Now, Bettina rustles up some of the most delectable dishes, some of which she spoke to me about on this podcast, from Korean pancakes with sliced roots and chili sweet and sour tamari, to vegan pistachio milk, to basic vegan cashew cheese, to vegan masaka and tzatziki. She is just amazing at making these really, really innovative plant-based dishes. Bettina and I spoke about so much from her favorite plant-based restaurants to some of her favorite recipes to how Instagram's helped her with her career to how she started off in the first place and guys I cannot wait for you to listen so grab a cup of tea or whichever tipple you fancy and enjoy this next episode of Hashtag No Filter thank you so much guys my blog and the Instagram has been around for I'd like to say six years now but okay. probably more six to seven years wow, so it's quite a while yeah yeah so it's been quite a while and I used to live in Spain mm-hmm. and I've lived in London for the past sort of over three years now mm-hmm. and um, Bettina's Kitchen was born because I started out doing lots of retreat chefing Oh, brilliant. Um, and sort of organized, ran and cooked on my own retreats and on other people's retreats mm-hmm. and um, cooked plant-based and free from food oh, yeah. um, before it became a thing yeah. <laughs> all those years ago. Um, and then it sort of took off. Um, I don't know if you remember, but Instagram had this sort of era of two to three years where it just boomed yeah absolutely yeah I do um so I guess I was at the right time at the right place within the right food genre yeah yeah (laughs) that just sort of really really took off yeah totally and yeah I'm I'm still I'm still doing it brilliant and like you said you know when you started off plant-based and free from it wasn't really as big of a thing as it is now so kind of how did you get into that yourself Well, it definitely wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. And when I started running wellness retreats, Mm -hmm. it was really popular to do juice detoxes and sort of boot camps. Um, So we sort of got into the mindset of we wanted people to eat and drink (laughs) on our retreats, but um, sort of be be as healthy as possible yeah so it sort of naturally fell under the plant-based and free from sort of genre Mm -hmm. so I basically retrained myself and started cooking Mm plant-based and uh, yeah started looking at lots of cookbooks and living in south of Spain um, I had access to amazing produce and farmers markets yeah totally so I would just 
naturally go to the farmer's market and see what was available, what was in season. And that would sort of be my color palette for the retreat that I was cooking on. So that sort of fell into place really nicely. Um, And then plant-based, aka vegan, Mm -hmm. um, sort of took off and 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 has boomed ever since oh, it's so it's um, huge isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> and you're not all plant-based yourself is that correct well the thing is I don't really like labeling things yeah. mm-hmm. um so I would say that I'm predominantly plant-based yeah but I wouldn't call myself vegan mm-hmm. um however it is the genre that I cook under so I don't cook with any animal based products yeah. however I'm really passionate about seasonality local produce um, and want to include that as much as possible in my cooking so yeah. I think that's more of an important label or flag to sort of hold high rather than um, labeling things vegan because not everything that's vegan is healthy totally yeah um or good for you that's interesting Um, to know yeah and I think a lot of so a lot of misconceptions I think about plant-based I absolutely adore it and I think it's great but I think a lot of people are are wondering do you sacrifice um flavor to be plant-based I think it completely depends on what you eat Mm -hmm. um you know you could say the same for people that are omnivores yeah not you know not everything that's sort of animal-based is tasty or has flavor totally yeah so I definitely think it depends on your cooking technique Mm -hmm. I think Texture is really important and including different layers onto your plate. So, uh, you know, having something crunchy, which sort of gives you instant gratification and adding a dollop or a drizzle of something Mm -hmm. definitely sort of adds another layer, you know, roasting things so that you get the natural sweetness and charred flavors. Barbecuing is another great technique. Yeah, It's just, I think we're not used to making veggies the hero ingredient on our plate. Yeah, It's always sort of considered a side. Yeah, yeah. So it never gets the attention and sort of that it deserves, really. Absolutely. But when you you give it that attention, um, I think you can create amazing flavours. Yeah, and it looks like you certainly do. And I'm really, really hungry just looking at your food. I'm going to try your (laughs) apple cake, I think, this weekend. Um, Wow, that's so good. That's one of my favourites. Yeah, it just... And is it quite easy to make? Because I'm not the best chef. Oh, my gosh, it's so easy because it's literally... I call them blender cakes. Mm -hmm. So you literally put everything into a blender... You whiz it up and then it looks, you know, quite fancy because you (laughs) arrange the apples really beautifully and then you're like, yes, I put so much effort into that. (laughs) Well, I have to let you know how I get on. But um, would you say that eating plant-based is more expensive? Is it a more expensive lifestyle, would you say? Mm. I think, again, it completely depends on how you shop and what you buy. Mm I think if you stick to good, wholesome, sort of basic ingredients like your basic grains, nuts, seeds, pulses, Mm -hmm. and also I would say the best thing that you can do is to subscribe to a veg box. Yeah, totally. So that you get sort of seasonal and local produce. It makes you cook with things that you might have not 
cooked with before so you know makes you think out of the box is it abel and cole which is a one that i've tried before and i absolutely love really really good yeah abel and cole are great there's another company called box fresh Mm -hmm. there's you know there's quite a lot of choice now there's farm drop there's um another company called ashdown organic Mm -hmm. that is sort of biodynamic so it ticks ticks off another box natura yeah have incredible seasonal boxes um so there's there's lots of choice out there and you can sort of um there's odd box that's it yeah yeah they're really cool they do sort of odd oddly shaped (laughs) fruits and vegetables but you know a bit of fun (laughs) yeah and um obviously you've built up such an impressive following on instagram and i'm sure that you've got lots of loyal followers who kind of check in every day for your recipes um how has instagram helped you build your brand and is it something that you enjoy doing every day um it's helped massively Mm. i mean it's been it's it's great it's sort of it's almost like a diary because i think Mm. i've probably posted every day for the last five to six years which is yeah, a long time amazing. isn't it yeah <laughs> um so it's really nice to sort of be able to go back and see what you've done and what what's sort of happened but yeah. there's loads of opportunities you meet lots of people I've made lots of really good friends yeah the food community is really amazing and supportive mm-hmm. and definitely job opportunities have come through through instagram and it's part of what i do Mm -hmm. that's brilliant as a job which is great and so what are some of your i know it's probably a hard question because you've got so many in your repertoire what are some of your favorite plant-based dishes to make um i think my chickpea omelet yeah is it's a basic recipe, mm-hmm. but it's so versatile because you can use it for so many different things. Um, you can use the batter as a quiche filling. Yeah. You can use it as, well, as an omelette, and then you can fill it with different things. You can use it as a frittata base. Um, it's great. It's the combination of chickpea flour, which I think is a very undervalued <laughs> flour. And yeah. it's great because it contains lots of protein and it's fantastic to work with and it happens to be gluten-free but you mix um a bit of bicarbonate of soda chickpea flour and apple cider vinegar Mm -hmm. and it gives it that zhuzh and spongy flavor and texture that sounds amazing um which you want from an omelet so that's great um there's a non-meatball recipe from happy food my first cookbook it's just that's also a really versatile recipe mm-hmm. that has all the sort of desired textures that mm-hmm. you would want yeah. from a meatball that's not a meatball. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can make little meatballs, you can make that into burgers. Again, super versatile. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, there's this there's another one, pumpkin seed pesto. Oh gosh, that I sounds so good. Make that on a weekly basis still mm. all these years. <laughs> it's like your staple, um, is it? It's just something yeah. that I keep in the fridge. Yeah. I make a batch of it, I keep it in the fridge. It keeps for weeks as long as you cover it with olive oil <laughs> and it's great in pastas. It's great on a piece of toast with some sliced tomatoes on top. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make 
salad dressings with it. You can drizzle it on top of soup. And it's also nut-free. So for anyone who has nut allergies and hasn't had pesto for a while, it's a great yeah. it's a great one to, um, to make. Totally. Well, I'll give that a try as well. I'll add it to the list. <laughs> and are you, are you London-based yourself? I am London-based, yeah. So which kind of, if, if kind of people are, that are wanting to try plant-based food, what are some of the restaurants that you would recommend going to to just kind of give it a, give it a go there? Um, so I love Chantel, who's got Treadwells, mm-hmm. which is in Covent Garden. Yeah. She does amazing um, plant-based food and also, um, well, also, there's also something for omnivores. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also got a place uh, that call, is in Hackney now called We're All As Well, Lovely. where okay. they do takeaways. There's another place which is not North London. It's in Hackney. It's called Dark Arts Cafe. Mm-hmm. They do the best brunches, mm-hmm. very, very good brunches. Um, there's another restaurant called Fallow, yeah. which is they do... Uh, some amazing plant-based dishes, but also omnivore dishes. But everything is super, uh, super well sourced. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really good. Um, where yeah. else is really good? Um, then there's classics like Mildred's. Yeah, is great. But yeah. I prefer the one in Soho. Yeah, <laughs> I like Mildred. Oh my gosh, we're talking about going out and eating in restaurants. I know. Are you looking forward to getting back out and eating in restaurants? I'm sure you are. Yes, yeah, definitely. and me, and me. But has lockdown, I mean, that is one of my other questions. For you in lockdown, it must have been a great opportunity to kind of really throw yourself into making so many different dishes um, and giving you lo- loads of time to do it, I guess, as well. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I wrote my third cookbook oh, during lockdown. Oh, that's great. Which was sort of a blessing and a curse at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, because usually when I do recipe testing and stuff um it's great to sort of have people come over and yeah. do dinner parties and things yeah but I've been very lucky I've been lucky enough to have neighbors to yeah. test on oh my gosh lucky neighbors <laughs> <laughs> so every other day I've yeah. been going up with uh, w- with goodies and recipes and sometimes oh, disasters yeah. um <laughs> So that's kept me really busy in terms of um, developing new stuff. And we're sort of in the middle of shooting it now, which is great. great. So just seeing it all come to life. And when can we expect the book? Is it a while off or quite soon? Um, It'll be out in September. Fantastic. Not too long. Not too too long. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed my chat with Bettina. And make sure you check out her recipes and on Instagram where she regularly posts. And from me, that is goodbye, but I will catch you next time for my next episode of Hashtag No Filter. So keep an eye out for it. I hope you all have a lovely rest of your day.